Live by Live has all of your favorite music, and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit LiveXLive.com or search LiveXLive in the App Store or Google Play and listen for free now. I had one of my greatest fights on Canada. Really? Wow. Yeah, I got detected and had to pay a big fine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Great fight. Amazing, right? What was the experience? What was what was that you remember? Relaxation. Was there just relaxed? Like in slow motion and everything. Yeah, you saw punches yeah. and your exactly. Yeah. Huh? Wow, man. That's some cannabis history there. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Hot Boxing. Hot Boxing. With my man, Mike Tyson. I'm Evan Britton. Mike, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, we're all smoking here. Yeah, now we're actually hot boxing this thing. That's what um, be. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Happy holidays. Thank you. Uh, Thank we, you very much. Yeah, man. We've got a great guest in the, in the house tonight at the ranch tonight, today. Kyle Turley. Tomorrow. Former All-Pro offensive lineman, one of my childhood heroes, Mike. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle brought me into the cannabis game. Really, he invited me to speak at my first cannabis conference on the first panel, and really got me into this world um, that that I've, you know, obviously it's become my life at this point, my passion. Um, Kyle, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's man. good to be here. Shit. Um, I'm listening to all this stuff. I'm sitting next to fucking Mike Tyson. Right? <laughs> Shit, man. He's talking about me. You can come closer. Thank, thank you for uh, thank you for having us here. Appreciate this. Oh, my pleasure. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, Kyle, I mean, we we come from, you know, the same same background, offensive line, um, played in the NFL, and, and that's really what's brought us both to cannabis. And talk a little bit about, you know, what you're doing here. I remember even still playing football, seeing you on TV, giant beard, long hair, talking to Bob Lee on Outside the Lines about why the NFL and why football needs to embrace the cannabis plant. Talk a little bit about that, man. Man, that was like uh, 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) That was 10 years ago. I think that was 10 years ago uh, on Outside the Lines. Yeah, I was touring with my band. I was playing music at the time, and uh, something was happening. And they, you know, wanted to talk about uh, you know something in football. I can't remember exactly what it was. Opiates, you know, and we keep we keep having this conversation, you know, about opiates constantly. And and we know as cannabis users, there's an alternative, you know, to opiates. We don't have to be on all these pills, and. I, unfortunately, at the time, I was still on a lot of pills. Um, mm. I didn't think so, though, because of how many pills we were on. Yeah, We were on so many that, like, having five a day was like, yeah, I was on a couple, you know. <laughs> but right. it's like fucking, like, lower tabs and, yeah. you know, these uh, he, super high potent, potency opiates, you know, that yeah. are unbelievably damaging and get you high as shit. But they feel good, though. They do, right? They, they do. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Those things make you feel real good. But, um, you know, what, what my experience was is in dealing with post-contact uh, sport life uh, was that the cognitive uh, 
uh, effect that those sports had was was something that those medicines and how good they made you feel just never resolved more than cannabis did. Cannabis was always that one thing. Uh, and so with Bob Lee there, you know, saying that, I, you know, I, I think that the, there should be more, you know, discussion about this plant that, that grows from the ground that has this opportunity uh, to be a, a tremendous medicine for us. Uh, you know, I, I'd only touch the surface of what... <laughs> That conversation is now. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Well, what kind of sure. response did you get from that? I think you were insane. Bob Lee said, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, 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 cannabis. <laughs> I said, yes, Bob, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after that, then we've had all this other stuff. Since then, we've had all this other stuff. We've been to the Super Bowls. We, you know, we've been to Houston. We've been to all these places. And, you know, what's happened since then is just, they, they just keep talking and we just keep doing. And unfortunately, uh, they don't seem to want to help. They don't really want to help this movement. You, you know? mean you mean the big, big, big media, ESPN, the league? Yeah, everyone. Yeah, everyone. everyone. Every yeah. me- big media does not want to help cannabis. They right. don't. They've, they've kept uh, this conversation in the dark. Uh, for so long. I mean, Mark right. Stepnoski, before, you know, I, as a football player, I guess I've become the football guy, but, but right. Mark Stepnoski was a guy who played for the Cowboys for yeah. 15 years. You know, he was a, a center at like 250 pounds or yeah. 260, Amazing. like, and small, you know, just undersized guy and uh, was all pro, you know, helped, helped the Cowboys to Super Bowls. And uh, this guy retired from the NFL after a 15, 16 year career and moved to Canada for marijuana and was wow. actively talking about this back then like we are that's today. That's amazing. Yeah. So the response, I mean, it's just lip service, unfortunately. You know, they don't want to listen to us. And then when they see this and, you know, they'll see the smoking thing, you know, and uh, I, you know, Big Tobacco's done a great job of making everybody believe that smoking's bad. And, you know, when they were telling everybody that was good and they had... <laughs> cigarettes in the operating room and yeah uh ashtrays right next to here while a woman's having a child you know yeah no shit but now it's really bad you know has it ever uh, you all the speaking and all the advocacy you've done have you ever gotten a negative response from the people that matter you know like have you ever because you're you're in there man you're talking to the league you're you're not you know, at all, um, you know, hesitant on any level to get this message out there. And what is the response from the the higher ups, the lip service? I mean, you know, the NFL has been talking about this for a while now, and it seems like it's more and more. Yeah. uh, You know, I've gotten some headway, you know, I've I've been able to move the needle a bit um, with them. Um, You know, I've just stayed, I guess, on the path of of proving this. You know, as we were talking earlier today, he's like, man, you keep looking better. My little brother was the other day talking to me about, uh, uh, you know, talking to me about, man, I got more gray hair than you. And, you know, and I'm just like, well, I. Everybody keeps saying I'm looking better. I don't feel better, as I, I said, <laughs> physically. My body feels like shit, you know. that That's the game and what it does in these sports and things we do. Um, but as far as the body is concerned, appearance and everything else, I, I've gained some youth. You know, yeah. I, I've turned back the clock in yeah. a lot of ways to where I was headed. Yeah. Um, and so that perseverance of constantly showing up to Super Bowls, 
constantly being on the radio of, you know, progressing this, of, of standing here with and sitting here with a, a joint in my hand and, you know, talking about st- doing something that I was adamantly against growing up, you know. Mm. I mean, I grew up Mormon. Uh, I then played football. You know, the, 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 I saw guys get, lose scholarships over weed. Uh, right. You know, I thought, you know, fuck, damn those guys. You know, they fucking ruined our season, you know. But now it's the, you know, I understand it wasn't them. It's the N- NCAA. We should have been using this then, right. you know. Um, and, and, uh, so that's why I do this now. That's why I continue to, you know, just push the button and hopefully they answer the door. Nobody wants to sit in their house. If somebody standing outside the door, pushing the button, the, the ringer, <laughs> ringing the like, ding, 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 or na- knocking on the door, you know, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Your guard yeah. dogs have already walked past them. They know I'm the alpha. I'm going to stand here, you know, until you fucking listen, right. because this is real. And along that route now, I've gained a lot of, uh, you know, knowledge about this plant and tracking down all the people that uh, are knowledgeable about this that I can gain that knowledge from, yeah. like Raphael Meshulam and all these people, and uh, from from her to uh, uh, Dr. Bennett Omalu, who I had a conversation with about this, you That's know, cool. and who's one of the the guy they made the concussion movie from uh, yeah. that Will Smith played, and he told me he said, Kyle, I see it in you. Keep smoking it. I love that. <laughs> That's what he That's said. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, dude. Yeah. That's fucking great, man. I mean, the the headway, you're, you've just been such an inspiration to me, man, on this whole thing. I remember that first panel I did, we did together. And I'm sitting there, and I'm not exactly sure if what I'm saying matters at all. You know, talking about my experience using cannabis, how it was just much preferred to me than the pills in my football career. And I hear you make this statement for the first time. I'd, I'd never heard this before. And you read off the federal government has this patent on cannabinoids as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. And that was in like the 70s or something like that? It did yeah. that a long time ago, right? Yeah, when did the, the patent get... Like in the 60s No, no, no. The patent like didn't come till the 2000s, I think. Uh, okay. Uh, they knew about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's when in 1970, 1974, that's the date to Google search. Uh, that's the birth of Big Pharma and uh, the uh, when marijuana became... The war was the war. The real war on marijuana began. Mm. And uh, but then in 2000, that's when 2003, I think the patent lists. Yeah, I, I think, think it's 2003 it's or 2006, like even. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, uh, is when the United States government filed a patent for uh, cannabinoids, cannabis as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant. So, which means it protects the brain from damage, and it helps the brain he- brain heal following damage. And I was like, man, my whole football career makes sense you know why you know anybody you can feel the effects you know i was very much like you very straight laced growing up you know weed was something that i was horrified if somebody found out i ever smoked weed you know being a leader and captain of my football teams um you know and so to find out that yeah man that feeling i had when i would me and the O-line, we'd, you know, smoke a joint. And then the next day, I'd get the best sleep of the year, 
you know, that night. Yep. Wake up feeling refreshed like I could go hit a practice. Yep. I could go play in another game. I was like, man, why is it doing that to me? You know, I'm, I thought this was this this party drug that, you know, yeah. no athlete should ever touch. You know, whereas if I drank, had, you know, one too many beers one night, you wake up the next day feeling like shit. Yeah, I didn't understand that. You know, the whole time I was in college, again, I grew up Mormon. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I <laughs> I committed to the dream. That was what it was. Yeah. I was getting out of Moreno Valley, California. You know, <clears throat> I didn't grow up in the coast. I didn't grow up rich. I was the son of a truck driver, five kids. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he was a failed farmer. I mean, we farmed for until uh, I was 10. I could drive a, a, a combine, a hay baler, uh, you know, do all these things. My dad would throw me the keys when I was eight years old and tell me to go change the water on the back property uh, growing up, you know. And, and then I moved to Southern California, and then my dad just went trucking full time and then ran out, and we had divorce and all this. I was on my own, and I was like, I got to get out of Moreno Valley, California. Mm. I cannot stay here. I need to surf so because that's what I grew up doing. And, uh, you know, it was a commitment to the dream. So I didn't do any of this stuff. I stayed away from all of it, man. And I had the same experience, you know, when it was introduced to me for the first time uh, from a Hall of Fame player. Uh, he said, KT, you, you, need to, you need to smoke this, man. He said, you, wow. I, I mean, at the time, I was probably, you know, I'm, you know <laughs> I mean, it was in a very, uh, it was just this, this time of my life where. What did he see in you that said, you need to smoke this? Yeah, it was for going, sure, yeah. man. What well, did you look I, I like? Had a, well, it, it, I, was, <laughs> I was fading. I, I had a lot of stuff. You know, you, you, yeah. make, you make it big. You're like, I, I got drafted in the first round, you know, that's like being a, the heavyweight champ of the world. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, I mean, it was insane. And uh, uh, millions of dollars all of a sudden right out. You know, I was making $720 a month on a scholarship check. Yeah. So then I got. Got, you know, married real quick, you know, had the first marriage, uh, uh, gold digger, the whole deal, you know, we know, <laughs> oh, yeah. we know, right? So I had that situation and I was going through this divorce. Uh, we had just had a baby. So, you know, go in and out of courts all the time, like dealing with all this stuff, you know, real world shit that Fuck. everybody deals with. Um, but it was affecting me on a whole nother level. You know, I, I, I had this whole, you know, idea of what that was supposed to be and it got yanked, you know, it was like, damn, I got, I got took, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and so that, and then the whole kid thing. So there was a lot of, you know, and then the courts and then so no sleep, you're dealing with lawyers all the That's time. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Man. You know, when you're trying to be an athlete and you have to be on call all the time because they might come and arrest you because your old lady said, uh, you know, she filed a restraining order against you or some stuff, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, making up all these things about you because she wants the kid and she wants the money and you're just in this, you know, hopeless, helpless situation. Fuck. Uh, you know, I was in that like my and, third third year of the league. And you're like 20. 22 years old. Yeah, you know, I'm just like. No. I mean. Uh, anyway, so all this off field stuff, you know, that everybody else deals with in the real world. Right. Boohoo. Fuck it. Whatever. So but I have to go perform at this job that that requires me yeah. to uh, fight every day. You know, uh, as an offensive lineman in the era that I played in the National Football League, it was a fight. 
highlight every yeah. day. We literally went to practice. Uh, we watched you so we could learn moves because we, wanted, yeah. we, we were fighting that day in practice. That's yeah. what happens uh, between the offensive line and defensive line. Yeah. It is uh, a, a war. A war. Think, yeah. The whole practice. Yeah. Uh, every, even your own teammates every day. Um, <laughs> you know, pads or no pads. Uh, just a, a war. And then the game and everything like that. Um, and I was fading because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating right. You know, mm. everything was failing me. Um, I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink, you know. So everybody knew, like, what was happening, you know, right. to Kyle. Uh, you know, he was going through this time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were surrounding themselves around me. And, the, you know, this one player said, Kyle, you need to, you know, use this. He's like, every, he saw me. Peer pressure. Yeah, huh? you know, peer pressure. But he saw me getting all these prescriptions from these doctors. You know, they're giving me – I was then introduced to uh, sleep aids and muscle relaxers to help me sleep and all this because I told the doctors I can't sleep. You know, I'm sorry. I'm dealing with all this. I'm getting served papers at the Saints facility, you know, Christ. down in Louisiana, you know. To, uh, shit, I'm just like, ah, fuck, so much stress. Yeah. And, um, you know, so this situation just created this thing where I was f- just fading, fading, fading. Introduced the cannabis, long story short. Uh, I said, no way. I can't risk my, you know, career. I can't jeopardize this right now. He said, KT, you've already taken the test. I said, what? Because college is random. You right. know, and they're still randomly testing co- collegiate athletes, which is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't test at all. Too. Yeah, Even they shouldn't test at well. all. They should not test for cannabis at all. They don't test in high school. So why are you testing in college? What are you testing it for? Right. And now we understand there's a cannabinoid system. You should be researching this, not testing for it. Uh, yeah. You know, so anyways, I didn't understand the NFL policy of uh, huh. you, you only take one test for street drugs a year. So I don't know how boxing was, but in the NFL, if you pass that one test, it was on. You could do cocaine. You could do yeah. anything. <laughs> but as soon as I took cannabis, man, uh, that was it. I knew right then. And, and I went on to have an all-pro season the rest of the year because he, he, he approached me right at the beginning of the season. I, I got served papers in training camp. And then uh, – that's that was it. I, and I, I could sleep. I could eat. Uh, I was back. I had this vitality. You talk about back, you know, yeah. my mind. I, I wasn't stressed. It, you can call it what you want. Detaching yourself away from your problems. I don't care. OK, sometimes you need to detach yourself away from. I had one problems. of my greatest fights on cannabis. Really? Wow. Yeah, I got detected and I had to pay a big fine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Great fight. Amazing, Mike. What was the experience? What was what was that you remember? Relaxation. From, was everything just, just happening like in slow motion and yeah, everything you saw his punches yeah, and your smooth? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was just um, it was really a trip. I felt that too, but I was playing Call of Duty, so it was a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> could you, did yeah. everything just slow down and you could see things coming better? Your 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 vision. Yeah, everything. the guy was kind of like an animal too, but yeah. I mm. stopped him in the second round. Uh, but when I caught when they had to um, take my urine test and they felt the marijuana, they called it um, disqualification. Fuck, damn, really? When was this? Um, Andrew Galata. Andrew Galata. Andrew Galata. Yeah, probably two thousand. Huh. Wow, man. That's some cannabis history there. Yeah, hell yeah. Right dude. there, man. That's pretty amazing. Uh, that's what all the athletes that I've talked to since, you know, yeah. that's the experience. Uh, just across the board. Yeah. It's just, it's better for sports. Uh, in my experience, it helped me. I didn't, and now knowing strains and all these other things, uh, if your experience and you know, certain strains that has really developed your opinion now on cannabis, uh, but my, my experience has been just these strains that are available 
you know, that are yeah. now that we know so much more. And CBD. Diesel. Yeah. You know, CBD is amazing. You know, I, yeah, it was interesting what you were saying earlier about sativas being better pain relieving. Mm-hmm. Mike likes sativas. Yeah. I have always yeah. liked sativas. Conscious. Yep. Yeah. Very cerebral. They're, they give you clarity. Uh, I, I read an article today, too, about um, there's actually benefits to eating raw cannabis that they found now because the THC mm-hmm. acid. Uh, before you burn yes. it, it, there's a lot of health benefits. So super. You're going to be seeing a lot of weed salads now. Oh, yeah. Expensive yeah. salads, you know. It's a superfood. It's a super yeah. fuel. It's, Kyle juices you know, it. Yeah. Right? Uh, yep. Every all the, all the plants that I harvest, at the end of it, I take all the stalks, everything, and put them in a the pot and boil that up. Get make everything out of that. Ooh. And then make strain a tea. it and then make strain a tea it, out of it. Make a tea out yeah. of it, yeah. You know, who knows? <laughs> I just know for the last four and a half years now, almost five I have not touched one opiate, not one painkiller, not one muscle relaxer, not one sleep aid, not an aspirin, not a leave, not anything. I had bottles and bottles and bottles, and I don't have any one of those. I have this. And you know what? If it doesn't look good to you, so be it. Uh, It has made me uh, an unbelievable husband, father, and member of the community. And in my opinion, that's why I have this American flag tattooed on my arm, and I'll continue to stand for freedom. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking blow it up, dude. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, what do you think? What's the next step? Like, where's the NFL going, man? Where? And then maybe after that, you know. What's your opinion on this government? And you well, know. And look at John Boehner. John Boehner retired right. from being the Speaker of the House to be head of Canopy Growth. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, so that's where it's going. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the writing's on the wall. All of these guys are, <clears throat> all these guys are getting into the business. Yeah, you know, the business it's the is. It's yeah, the yeah. It, the, the projections on this are too big. <clears throat> you know, you know, you know it if you've gotten involved in the industry. <laughs> Excuse me. Could create CBD companies, flower companies, brands, whatever. Um, you know where this is going, man. I mean, the, the the projections on all this from the markets. If you're into this, I mean, the CBD market alone is supposed to become a seven hundred billion dollar industry. You know, in five years. I mean, the, the, these numbers. You're going to be uh, all the sporting events are going to be sponsored by cannabis companies. Uh, the stadiums are going to be sponsored by cannabis companies. That's amazing. There's never been a, a larger, uh, a faster growth in a company, I think, than they're, they're saying than this Canopy Growth Group. Mm. And they just they just got another, I guess, four billion dollars from. Uh, some big massive distribution company, worldwide dis- distributor. And so in the Canadian stock exchange went crazy. All these stocks are going nuts. You know, I mean, the sky's the yeah. limit. Uh, I mean, and we'll see, you know, there's always been that there, that opportunity, but they've always wanted to fight against it. And they're continuing to fight against it. You know, it's so, mm-hmm. with all of this, even though all the things that we, you know, sit here and talk about, it just, you know, just goes over these people's heads the, of, of who are making the decisions on, you know, uh, you know the rules. I, I think Sessions gone is good, but we'll see. The new guy is a football guy, uh, and okay. so I'm hoping that he listens to this conversation and what you know we're trying to say. Yeah. You know, and that th- this has taken us away because he he knows that world. I know he knows that world. This new AG knows pill world. I know that this guy was on a lot of them. You know, because he played the game and mm. uh, he went to a big school, played uh, at Iowa, I think. 
Um, played football at Iowa as a, a tight end or a lineman. Okay. Um, and so I'm hoping that he listens to guys like us. Yeah. You know? What yeah. do you think, Mike? I mean, I'm just wondering um, what's going to ever happen with this situation. Is it ever going to stop or we going to ever get a chance where cannabis is going to be legal in this country? Yeah. I think we're getting real close to it. Yeah. There's too much science behind it. It's like just pure ignorance to ignore it. You know, it's just stupidity, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. There's just too much backing it now. Eventually it will, you know, um, in my opinion. It'll uh, turn. Yeah. The CBD is the way in. You know, the CBD. I mean, if we, uh, that's what I I try to tell everyone. If the people would support, you know, because even, you know, the problem is you have a lot of infighting as well. You know, the industry fights against itself and, the you know, full plant versus hemp. And like, well, we got this war. Like, we need to fight for the right. plant. We are. We're all fighting for the plant. Right. Everybody needs to relax here and understand there. If we can get this door open, which we have with CBD, then it all comes in because we have to talk, talk about the entourage effect. And, um, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's not it's, it is going to become, like you say, science. It's not about. Uh, anyone's opinion or all these semantics uh, it should be. And hopefully, uh, you know, science now will have uh, its say in this because um, I guess they uh, just descheduled, uh, you know, CBD and all these other things uh, uh, apparently so that they can start doing, you know, government testing. So that's 10 years, I think is what their timeline is. Um, But uh, Epidilex is supposed to hit the, shelves at Walgreens, the CBD that the uh, yeah. the government federally it's called, uh, it's got. It like three grand. Yeah, it's like bottle. so crazy. Um, that, that has to be prescribed or it's over yeah, the time? Yeah, yeah. Epidilex. Yeah. And that's the one with the FDA-approved CBD that's supposed to hit the shelves, I guess, here in December. Um, crazy. Yeah. $3,000 for one month supply? Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's it, horrible. It, yeah, but at the end of the day, what that's going to do is going to prove, you know, you're oh. going to have all these prescribed patients, and, and you're going to see just with that alone, uh, all those people start to get off all those other pills. Yeah. And they're just going to be going back and getting their Epidilex. Like, mm. And then they're going to get off of Vicodin. They're going to get off of, you know, that's what Epidilex is going to do, I think. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully that's what it does. No, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. that really makes sense. Yeah. What do you think about the NFL? I mean, where where are we with that? Well, uh, we'll see. I've had conversations with uh, their chief medical officer, which was really interesting. Uh, yeah. Interesting phone call. It's been about two hours on the phone with him. That's a good call. Yeah, about a month ago, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where that goes, you know. If the NFL can acknowledge this as a neuroprotectant, I mean, we're in a situation, boxing, I mean, uh, they don't want to acknowledge CTE, but they acknowledge, you know, dementia pugilistica, you know, which is what you have. We're just a little shade behind you, you know. We're we're in the same boat because of all the head trauma that we experienced as uh, contact sport athletes. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing, but they pigeonhole it to, uh, well, boxing is, pigeon, you know, pugilistic, dementia pugilistica. Uh, NFL is CTE. You know, uh, mm. this is Alzheimer's disease. No, it's not. It's it's the it's all the fucking same. Right. And you guys, they keep chopping it up. You know. Uh, but at the end of the day, the amazing thing about all of this, um, uh, no matter what sport and what you want to call this brain disease, there's not one other neuroprotective patent in the world on any other substance. 
yeah. other than cannabis. Right. <laughs> Nobody, no government, no, no, you know, heavily funded uh, uh, research group has come up with anything. Yeah. That's patented that they've deemed worthy of patenting. Other than the United States government. There on Alzheimer's.org on their main page, they say there is no known, uh, you know, medication that stops the progression of Alzheimer's disease. They say it on their website on Alzheimer's.org, mm-hmm. which is a government website for Alzheimer's. The studies show that cannabis <laughs> stops the progression of Alzheimer's disease. It's crazy. So, you know, if if football can acknowledge this or, you know, uh, if I continue to we can continue to press this towards uh, I met with the boxing commission in uh, Vegas. I don't know if you've met with those guys. I went in and met with them. I, I knocked on their door. I said, I really want to talk to you guys about this, you because know, if, if a major sports league, um, you know, I've been to Vegas. So I've been to Vegas, talked to the boxing commission, the, the place right downtown. Uh, and I've gotten to the NFL. If these major sports organizations, if you know, get Dana White and get these groups on board where this is a problem, you know, with your community. It's right. going to continue to be a problem for your community. It's going to result in suicides and um, dementia and Alzheimer's and all these other diseases that don't necessarily have to happen to your community. You know, And if they can acknowledge that this is uh, a time where we need to have something uh, now, you know, that's, that's all I'm trying to do because they, they keep – you know, kicking the can. Goodell keeps kicking the can. The uh, the boxing commission they'll keep kicking the can, saying, "Well, we got to wait for the federal government to do what they're going <laughs> to." What? So okay. So no. So we're going to have now again another football season. Um, as I told Eben, uh, they just showed the episode that I taped with the doctors. I was on the doctor show. Yeah, yeah. And I exposed this information to them. Uh, you know, this is Dr. Phil's network. You know, these are powerful <laughs> people. You know, Dr. Phil's a powerful man. I was on a show that he produces in his studio in L.A. called The Doctors. And I exposed that there is a neuroprotective patent on cannabis. I exposed that we don't have to have these deaths in football, in youth football. Every year, 20 kids die from high school to uh, uh, young college kids and to Pop Warner. And it's, a, it's an inevitability every year. 10 to 20 kids die in football. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are in boxing, but I'm sure they have a death rate, you know? Really high. Yeah, it's high. And, and, uh, and so I exposed this like a year ago. They finally aired it at the end of the football season, which is great. They aired it, you know? But, uh, and now I'm getting to these conversations with these people, but you know these kids keep dying there needs to be a uh you know they they need to be held accountable yeah. you know there's something here we we shouldn't just be waiting for the federal government they should be pushing the federal government to say look not just Roger Goodell be able to say well our doctors don't think it's necessary <laughs> to 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 look into this you know yeah uh, or don't don't believe in the effort. like who care like well I think one of the problems is the NFL doesn't look at it as they have a community of people. They look at it as we're the NFL and we need to protect this image, this shield, because, you know, who are any of these guys without us? Yeah, well, they'll continue to just be uh, a bunch of Alzheimer's patients. Right. You know, and when you don't have to have this, 
We don't. Junior Seau should still be here. Uh, all these guys should still be here. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. our, our our friends don't don't have to be uh, suffering suffering the way they are with these neurological diseases. I had vertigo. Some of the problems I was having outside of emotional, you know, distress and dealing with the real world and divorce and whatever. I had started to have real neurological problems surface. I had started to have vertigo. I don't know if you had that. You know, I'm sure I've had just that. get dizzy like out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I started to have vertigo constantly throughout my NFL career to the point when I retired uh, partially because of uh, a bunch of bone chips in my shoulder. I couldn't raise my arm up, you know, past this. I needed a full ankle reconstruction, another back surgery. Uh, then all, you know, all of a sudden, uh, uh, I, at the end of my career, I couldn't smack myself in the head to get ready to go out on the field anymore. Um, because I, I would start to get dizzy, uh, uh, you know, and so I had to stop doing these things. And then after my career, almost every day having to deal with vertigo mm. at some point, uh, uh, you know, having migraine headaches constantly. I don't know where you're starting to feel dizzy. Yeah. yeah, out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. I could be driving, uh, I, and I, it's happened to me twice. So I had that for years, t- 20 years, vertigo. For the last four and a half years I've been off opiates and strictly on campus, I have not had vertigo once. It was inevitable every year. It, wow. on every team that I would be on, they'd be, would I, I would have to – they would put me in a dark room. I would show up in full vertigo. I'd get a ride to the, you know, have somebody come pick me up because I didn't want to miss practice, you know. <laughs> and I'd go to the facility puking in trash cans, um, um, you know, like just nonstop, constantly. They'd put me in a dark room. They'd bring a doctor in. They'd put an IV in me. They'd go out to practice. They'd come back in and wake me up. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I'd finish out the day of meetings and watching film and watching the guys at practice. This would happen every year on every team. At least once. Yeah. And would they give you painkillers, too? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, we were just getting dosed up with all that back then. I mean, they shoot you up as well? Yeah, Tordal shots constantly, you know, Tordal. um, Cortisone shots, any injury, just dosed up with cortisone like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I I had a back injury that they hid from me just shooting me up with cortisone. insane man yeah yeah kyle you need another massage before the game yeah just stick a needle Uh, you know no they tell you hey this is gonna make you feel better yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's all at the end of the day you want to do you know yeah um oh this can get me out there uh at my at my lowest point i I was willing to do anything fast too (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah super fast shit man yeah well, Kyle, I mean, you're such a presence, man. You're one of my idols all time. <laughs> Thank you, man. Another dude it. with dragon's blood running <laughs> through his veins. Um, what are you up to now, man? I know you're you're heavily involved in the cannabis space. You've got your own companies. Talk yep. a little bit about that. Give a shout out to your companies and, and what else you're doing these days. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, you know, I mean, as we've talked about it, uh, you know, and started into this, we see the opportunities to, you know, not just get into this uh, as a, you know, conversation, but really showcase uh, what this is about. You know, when you have a platform to do so, um, you know, and you have the right people around you, 
you know, then then you can really start to change this conversation and really start to shift this. And I've seen that. I've seen that now since we, you know, our first one that we did in Arizona and we did this convention. Yeah. Uh, and now to where we are today, where we're not at, just at conventions, we got booths and we're, we're promoting these brands and companies and we've got great people around us with all this you know, killer marketing and branding and, uh, and really crafting this message. You know, I, I've found that, that you need to, you need to do that. You know, if you have a voice in this industry, you should get in the industry. Um, yeah. because you know, the way that you can articulate, uh, you know, your knowledge or opinions about this and how you want the world to see it, um, you know, comes in the forms of logos and, and all these other things. And, um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the conduit. That's the thing that, that, you know, when I discovered CBD and the power of CBD, I was like, holy shit, this, I can get this to everybody. Yeah. This is going to work for everybody. You know, there's not one person that hasn't had an experience with the, C, uh, the CBD product that, that uh, we're producing. And, and so I was like, If I can now put this in this uh, shape of uh, like direct it towards sports and really expose the neuroprotective aspects of cannabis, um, you know, and really craft this message, then I can get that out there. I can go to Super Bowls. I can talk about this just like any other company can. Mm. You know, it's hard to talk about your brand when it's, you know, dank, you know, this or that or, you know, the, you know, Whatever you know what I mean the the stereotypical you stoner. know stoner stuff you know yeah. it, it, you're not you're just not going to get that message across you know it's unfortunate we have to do that in America but right um, to the mainstream if if you're if you're really trying to progress this conversation to where it needs to be that the the right way to do it is through being in the industry you know yeah. so I started a CBD company we called it Neuro Armor. And uh, we had to change that to Neuro XPF, uh, Under Armour sued us. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of assholes, man. They, think, <laughs> they, they own a word, Armour, ne- yeah. Neuro XPF. And uh, you can go to NeuroXPF.com. Uh, we've got a great website. And, you know, tell my story and, uh, you know, like we're all trying to do, man, and, and just get the medicine to the people. You know, if you, if you find any CBD product out there uh, or cannabis product out there that's, that's good, you know, use it. Whether yeah. it's mine or t- Mike's, you know, yours, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, you know. And then so I did that, and then I've been working on a cultivation project, um, you know, working with containers, shipping containers, yeah, uh, GrowPod Solutions. Um, dot com. You can awesome. go to that growpodsolutions.com. And, uh, that opportunity is incredible, man. Uh, you can isolate, you know, strains in these things. You can build environments that are just unbelievably sterile and efficient. It's like, uh, uh, the, uh, the Susie bread maker deal, you know, that yeah. your little sister had growing up. Yeah. Uh, you can turn key these things and produce X amount in each one of them. You know what I mean? So if you, got, uh, you, you want one at your house or, you had a, a shop or, you know, somewhere, these things are running on 14 amps of power, like, and producing like unbelievably killer <laughs> weed. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, man. And then just trying to continue to search for more opportunities. I want a distribution license in my hometown in Moreno Valley. That's awesome. And a, a dispensary. Uh, we're, we're in the queue, uh, as the city council says, uh, as we got drawn <laughs> about just about dead last in the lottery. Uh, for uh, 
uh, retail license. Um, okay. But we won the distribution. We got a great facility out there. I'm working with the group Shango out of Las Vegas on that project. And then, That's awesome. Yeah. You know, hopefully some other projects come into uh, shape here, you know. Sweet, things we've man. talked about, you know, yeah. um, you know, love to, you know, it's always about the collaboration, man. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm about the progressing this, making the, my, my, my fight is for the plant. Everything I do, you know, people are like, oh, is it for the money? It's a, no, I want to work with Mike. I want to work with you. I want to, I want to work with everybody, man, because we need to get this plant legalized and to where it is just the, the same cost of a box of cigarettes or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, uh, as it should be. No you doubt, know, and no. everybody should have that opportunity. No doubt, dude. Yeah. Well, it's awesome, man, and uh, we appreciate you coming down. Really, we do. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank I appreciate you. it, Mike. Thank yeah. you, brother. It's really awesome. It's great to be here. Have to have you back anytime. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it, it's we'll, it's good. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. You still making country music? Yeah. You know what? Actually, uh, still doing the music thing. Um, do a lot of writing lately, you know. I got little kids, so yeah. super busy with them, and you know, just love being a dad. And but I'm getting the itch. I've, I've been writing a lot more lately. You know, having this experience of cannabis and recovering your life is a great a great thing. You start to st- see all these things come back into your life. You know, music is one of those passions that I went after, just like football after uh, the game was over for me. And I moved to Nashville and I did it for six years. I traveled coast to coast. I played with all the top names in country music from uh, George Jones before he died. I mean, that was epic. I got to open up a show for George Jones. I played with Hank Three, Dave Falco, Leonard Skinner, uh, Eric Church when Eric Church was just getting big, man. Opened up shows for him and Jake Owen and all these guys. I mean, you know, I, I had this really cool experience that I was trying to, you know, build a career in music on and uh and it and it and it had to take a, you know, its own pause because of my health. You know, mm. I got to that point of needing to address my health. You know, I was going for uh years, you know, post career in and out of doctors offices getting prescribed medications, just piling up pills, uh going to rehab facilities to try to figure this out. Why am I depressed? I've got money, I've got the wife, I've got the the kids, I've got it all, the cars. Why do I feel so horrible all day every day? You know, why does this life, you know, why has this become something that I consider not worth living? And that was the wake-up call for me, you know, is that this was becoming constant and worse. And I got to that point where I just decided I've got to get off all these pills and uh, use this one thing that I know since the first time I used it has been there for me. Not once has it ever failed me. Not once has cannabis ever failed me. It was always that one thing in any situation you were ever in, pain-wise, uh, you know, mental state-wise, whatever, that can resolve it like that, you know. It's, it's almost immediate, you mm-hmm. know. As soon as you get that first, you know, breath in, uh, in, in a situation of stress or anxiety or pain or anything, you know everything's going to be all right. You know what I mean? No doubt. And, and no. that feeling, man, like having that happen has just ignited the music thing in me again. I've been That's coaching awesome. football. I've, <laughs> at, I mean, I just barely, uh, you know, settled in, in that I'm not coming back to play in the NFL anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> you will for forever. You know, you always yeah. want to go back. You always yeah. think you can. You got one more round. You got one more down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
No uh, doubt, man. I, I've come to that that uh, uh, conce- concession <laughs> at 43. <laughs> Finally, yeah. we used to kill it, man. We were we were good, man. I had some great players, and uh, we hit it hard, man. We 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 had fun. I'm it, sure, it was a man. good time, man. What was That's the name awesome. of your band? I just did the Kyle Turley band. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I did a metal band at one point, too. We toured with some uh, pretty good bands like Crowbar and some other uh, doom metal, heavy doom metal bands um, in the South when I was living in Nashville. But the, the country thing was just my name. I wrote everything. Uh, you can see it. It's on YouTube and on uh, Pandora and all that. Punch in Kyle Turley and go to the station and Check get a lot out. of Southern rock and uh, uh, old school country, new school country, you know. It was fun, man. It's cool. awesome. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, man, I really appreciate you being here. Always good to your be story. with you. You're the man. Thank Mike. you. Mike. Big time. Thank you. Another guys. great one, brother. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing up. Another great one, Mike. Great to be here. Nick, thanks for stopping yeah, in. Thanks for having me again. You're the man. Until next time, guys, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.